You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. So Bestie, let's say that you've created your vision board, you've been visualizing the desires you want to manifest and writing in your journal every single day, and all you get is crickets. Why is nothing happening? And why do some people attract things like a magnet while you are barely making snail-paced progress? In today's episode, I share my own true story of how I manifested becoming the lead singer in a rock band, probably the craziest thing I've ever manifested, as well as three actionable tips on how you can speed up your own manifestation practices to create the life that you dream of, right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. Today is our final installment of this year's Manifest Madness November series. And if you haven't caught up yet, I highly recommend going back to the first episode this month. It's been a really wild month, guys, and so many cool topics that we've been divulging on this podcast. And if you're hearing this episode when it's out, it means that you've already missed the Manifest Magic Workshop. Sorry, guys, it is currently ongoing. Better luck next year. And if you go to the link below, you will still be able to get on the wait list for next year's workshop when we hopefully run this again. But otherwise, today we're going to get very, very tactical when it comes to sharing some tips to speed up your manifesting practices so that you can get the things that you want into your hands faster. And no matter where you are on your journey, this episode is going to help you a lot because by the time you end up healing your trauma, you're going to need to figure out what you want to do with your life post-trauma. So you better start thinking about it now versus later. And what's amazing about manifesting is that anyone can learn to use these abilities, use these tools and skill sets to step into the new identity of who you were meant to be. Now, before I get to the three tactics, I'm going to share with you probably the most hilarious story, one of the most wild things I've ever manifested, like ever in my life. And I know that I talked about the book deal and the house on a different episode, but the reason I wanted to share something different is to really show you guys that manifesting isn't just about, you know, money, cars, love, although those things are part of it, but it really is about the freedom, that complete freedom to attract and create anything that you really want in this life. You know, over the years throughout my own trauma healing to now spiritual growth, I've learned to become very precise with the exact type of thing that I want to bring into my life. And it's hard for me to think back on it sometimes. You know, I think about how my parents came to this country with basically nothing and how as a family, we had to work our way up to the privileges that we had now. And I feel like that Hercules song sometimes, like the zero to hero. And I really do feel that way. And it's because I have that perspective of having nothing to now having an abundance of things that I'm able to feel so grateful 
to be able to do what I do. And also so grateful for you guys listening to supporting the show. I don't know what I ever did <laughs> to quite deserve all of your love and support, but I just wanted to start off sharing my gratitude. So I'm going to dive into the story. And you're probably thinking, rock band, lead singer, like what in the world? <laughs> you know, I told you guys in the last episode about my voice insecurity since I was growing up. And one of the things I did to get over it was really getting outside my comfort zone and learning to sing, right? So I started off in the school choirs. I took many, many years off because of that insecurity, but eventually, you know, I wanted to get back into it. I played a little bit guitar. I can play the piano. And I was so tired of just singing quietly to myself. And I knew that I just had to get over this fear. And me being the high achiever, I wanted to do it in a really big way. So about four years ago, I was at a time where I was highly, highly motivated to break out of that shell. And I had just ended this people-pleasing relationship with someone who was a musician. And after that breakup, there was a lot of motivation for me to finally get out of my shell. I would see my ex playing in bands and singing and doing the things that I wanted to feel freedom around. And I remember declaring to myself in my head that I'm going to be the lead singer in a girl's band and play the guitar too with complete confidence. I didn't know how it was going to happen since I'd never been in a band before, let alone, you know, sing on a stage. That's something I'd never done before other than school choir. And the reason this story is even funnier is because it actually involves Ian Brewster. You guys remember him from the Universe episode, the first installment in the series, my physicist friend. So Ian is like really, really well connected in my group of friends. He knows everyone, like literally anyone. So it's such a weird connection here. But I kid you not, right after I declared to myself in my head that I was going to be the lead singer in a girl's band and play the guitar, my phone goes ding. It was a text message from Ian saying, hey, Gloria, I have a friend who's in an all Asian women rock band and their lead singer just bailed. They're looking for someone new to sing who can also play an instrument. Are you interested? <laughs> I got to find that text. Or maybe it was on the Instagram DMs. I'm not sure. But I swear to God, guys, and you can even look up the music videos and our band videos afterwards if you don't believe me. So I knew that I had just called this in, literally like the snap of a finger. And I ended up meeting our guitar player. Her name is Shirley. We got along. I told them I had no experience, you know, singing in public, but they were fine with that because this was actually a parody band. So it was called Fetish, spelt with two Ts. It wasn't like a super serious band, but basically we just wrote songs like making fun of things. Like we had a song called Bubble Tea Boy that you can find on YouTube. And when I met the other members, we just got along so well. And we ended up gigging all across Toronto for a couple of years. And the best part of the story is all of these Asian women in this band, they had all gotten professional jobs. Like they were like lawyers and like finance people. And they had always had the dream of making a living out of music or being in a band. And now that we were all a lot older, like we were in our late 20s at that time, 
It's like we all attracted each other and we got to live out this childhood dream. And it was so much fun, guys. Like such a huge out of my comfort zone couple of years and a huge thing that I checked off my bucket list for sure. Now, this is really embarrassing for me to share, <laughs> but I wanted to show you guys that this is legit. If you go onto YouTube and you type in bubble tea boy, three different words, you'll see the music video that we did three years ago. It was shot locally. I had a friend named Daniel Shim, who was a YouTuber at the time, who agreed to help us out. And in that video, I went by the stage name Angel. You know, a lot of us had professional day-to-day -day jobs and we didn't really want our real names in the music. And yeah, like even as I rewatched that video, like it was so much fun. My hair was like blue and I just had the time of my life. And I might have mentioned this in an earlier episode, but when I was a teenager, I was so big into the emo scene and I grew up between the ages of 14 to 18, watching all of the bands that I loved at concerts or like on MTV or something. And I think it was more than just the inner child for me. It was a huge part of my inner teen, you know, that rebelliousness that just wanted to like let loose and have fun. And how I got the chance to actually do that was awesome. I'm getting so giddy talking about this. But we just had so many like fun shows opening for other bands. And on weekends, sometimes we would stay up till like 11 p.m. at the rehearsal factory. <laughs> just like writing songs, like hilarious songs of just making fun of things. And not taking ourselves too seriously, but really doing this just for a kick. And it gave me this beautiful sense of sisterhood that I hadn't really gotten when I was actually in high school. We used to have some of our songs on Spotify too, but unfortunately over COVID, the band has been on hiatus for a while. A couple of folks ended up moving out of town. I think we forgot to pay for one of our online subscriptions. So the music got removed from Spotify temporarily, but you can still find some stuff on YouTube. Anyway, the lesson here is, well, first of all, I'm glad to surprise you guys who maybe learned a different side of me. And I definitely identify with being that visionary, being that person who never fit into one box my entire life. And I've just always been someone who felt so motivated, like had such a deep drive and ambition to overcome my fears, overcome my challenges. And I'm the kind of person that will literally join a band and sing on stage if that's what it took for me to get over my fear of imperfection, my fear of my voice. That's just the kind of person that I am. Very high achieving. And I'm glad to say that this aspect of my personality is something that I really celebrate now. And the other lesson here is that you can't manifest from a feeling of desperation or feeling like you need that thing. It's almost as if the more you need it, the more you push it away and obscure it. You want to treat the universe or, you know, the higher power, whatever words resonate with you, that it's a relationship. So here's an example. If someone came up to you and said to you, I need you, and I'm not going to leave you alone until I get what I want. You would probably feel so repelled by this energy, and you would feel much less likely to want to even engage with this person. 
And it's the same thing with the universe, believe it or not. That is why things like obsessively writing affirmations over and over and over sometimes slows down your manifesting. Because it's coming from this place of, I don't believe it enough, so I have to write it 500 times. Or you are emitting this feeling of desperation and obsession, which is subsequently actually pushing that thing away. Now, when it came to the band, of course, there was desire around this, but it was also something that I wanted to do for fun. And you'll find that when you approach manifesting almost like a game or as a lighthearted approach, things can come to you so quickly. And at this point in my life, I really just manifest things just to see if I can do it just for fun. So for example, I shared with a bunch of clients that the next thing that I want to manifest right now is to get on a TV show, like a special appearance or something, a reality TV show being like a guest therapist or something like that, just for the experience of it. So the more that you can infuse that feeling of playfulness and fun, the faster that it's going to appear in your life. All right, so that was a long story. I'm going to transition now to sharing three tactics on how you can speed up your manifesting abilities, and you can apply these tips right away. So the first tip I have for you is to do an energy audit. Get honest on what your energy behind the manifesting is. Are you just charging ahead with this ulterior motive behind wanting that thing? Is it coming from a place of heaviness or a place of desperate energy? Or is it coming from pure joy and pure desire? And if so, I would notice it and name it and write it down and work on that wound. And to give you an example, if you're trying to manifest a relationship and you're coming from a place of, I need a relationship, otherwise I'm going to die alone. That's not going to get you the results that you want. It has to come from a place of already feeling whole and complete, such as, I want a relationship and I'm looking forward to having adventures and spending long days with someone that I care about, right? You see the difference between these two different types of energy? Another one would be around money. So if you are trying to manifest money from the place of, I need a million dollars, I need a million dollars, otherwise I'm going to feel unworthy. It's not a really empowering place to be. And instead, you want to find a different kind of center where you could instead say something like, I desire a million dollars because I'm already worthy and I'm ready to receive the rewards at this next level. You see the difference and even how it feels to say these words in your body? So that's the energy audit. Now, the second tactic is to make a list of why you are already worthy with or without the thing that you desire. And I want you to do this in order to recognize your power, right? Hold your power in your hands instead of placing your power in some outcome that hasn't yet happened. Because, my loves, you are already worthy without that thing. And it's really important to detach the meaning behind that outcome. Because I'm telling you straight up that if you're going to rely on these outcomes in order to give you a sense of worth, you're going to be very, very disappointed. Money can come and go in your life. 
But if you don't allow yourself to anchor your worth internally, then no amount of money is ever going to feel enough, right? We're always going to want more and more and more. And so if you flip it the other way around, and this is the method that I highly recommend, is to start working on feeling worthy now, right now. And then you will naturally attract that relationship. You'll naturally attract that money and those opportunities based on the fact that your external world will start to mirror and reflect your internal world. You don't need to get married. You don't need a million dollars to feel successful and worthy. You can feel all of those things now and allow the physical manifestations to be a natural byproduct of the identity that you begin to embody now. So step into your inner boss energy right now and start acting like that million-dollar CEO you are right now. Start acting as if you're already connected and in love with yourself right now. And you will start naturally moving towards the money, the relationship, the experiences. All right, tactic number three is to get around people who share your same vision. Jim Rohn said that you are the average of the five closest people in your life. And if you think that hanging out with your old high school friends who don't want to better themselves, who don't want to change, if you think that's going to help you get to the place that you want to go, you're going to be in for a surprise. Being around the wrong people will drag you down faster and slow you down even harder than not being around the right people. And because we are social creatures and we are wired to be affected by the people around you, you really want to be careful of who you choose to surround yourself with. And if you really, really want the things that you say you do, you must be willing to surround yourself with people of similar ambitions and goals as you. And you'll find that simply just being in the energy, just simply being around these people you're going to start changing and up-leveling. That's just how humans are built. So my loves, let's do a quick recap on these three tactics that you can apply to start speeding up your manifesting. The first tip was to do an energy audit and get really honest about what kind of ulterior motive energy is actually driving your desires and making sure to do the healing in order to clean up any wounds that might be coming up. The second is to make a list of why you are already worthy with or without the thing that you desire. And remembering that the power is truly in your own hands, not in some outcome that hasn't happened yet. The third tip I shared was to get around people who share the same vision, who share similar ambitions and goals as you. Because simply by being around these people, it's almost like you're absorbing the energy you will become influenced in a more positive direction in your life. Whether you like it or not, that's just how humans are built. Now, I know that some of these tips sound very obvious and really simple, but success is truly in simplicity of doing the basics really, really well. I'm also super excited to announce that I am now accepting clients into my Abundance Inner Circle Mentorship Program. This is my brand new high-level mentorship for high achievers, visionaries, and truth seekers. I will be passing down knowledge to you directly 
in our small circle calls and helping you not only unlock, but master your manifesting superpowers and to co-manifest together as a group for the next six months. This is for you if you really wanted to work with me in a very private container. And if you want to learn how to manifest a deliciously abundant life ethically while fulfilling this higher purpose in a very intimate container, we will be meeting every week in a small virtual group. I already have seven spots that are filled by past clients. Some of my clients have been working with me for two and three years already and have decided to continue on in this container. So I do want to extend gratitude and to thank these amazing folks for having trust in me year after year. It is an incredible group this year with entrepreneurs, coaches, executives, healers, a very, very high energy group who is going to propel you and move you forward in 2023. So if this excites you, you can fill out the application on bygloriazang.com slash inner circle. I do read each application personally, and you and I will actually chat personally if you would like my mentorship. So go ahead and check that out. So my loves, with December and the holidays just around the corner, we already have a lineup of holiday-themed and holiday-friendly episodes coming your way this December over the next few weeks. In December, look out for some episodes talking all about how to deal with family holiday boundaries, as well as how to overcome loneliness and the temptations of cuffing season over the holidays. Lots of juicy good stuff for you. And if you found this episode helpful, definitely take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at ByGloriaZang. I absolutely love hearing from you guys. And so let's go out with a bang for 2022. Mwah. Have a beautiful day and an abundant life. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!